This is Bigger Pockets Daily. I'm your host, Tyler, and happy Friday to you. This is the show where I read articles from some of the sharpest minds in real estate investing. If you want to hear interviews with some of the authors of these articles, check out the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast, hosted by Brandon Turner and David Green. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 10 glaring red flags that indicate your great deal may be a costly scam by Mindy Jensen. Real estate investing involves finding deals, properties or notes at a discount big enough to make money. And in this current hot market, you need to find the deal that no one else has found. But how can you tell if it's a deal or a scam? Not every property fits into the cookie-cutter mold that a traditional lender will loan on. They have people to answer to as well. How do you know the lender you found isn't going to run off with your money? Here are 10 common tip-offs that maybe your red-hot deal isn't such a hot idea after all. Financing. There are legitimate ways to finance the purchase of a property and fund any renovations outside your traditional institution-based lenders. They will typically have higher rates and charge you points, a point is equal to 1% of the loan, and will want you to have skin in the game. Unless you've worked with the lender multiple times before or are a close personal friend with them, be very wary of any of these circumstances. Number 1. 100% Financing 100% financing does exist, but not for your first loan or first deal. A lender wants his money back. And if giving you 100% of the purchase price, even with a first position lien on the property, doesn't really do much to stop you from walking away if you find something unexpected and unbudgeted. 
If you don't have any money to put down on the property, then start looking for a partner who can help fund the down payment or start looking for another investor to sell the deal to. If it's a good deal, you won't have a hard time selling it. If you have a hard time selling it, it wasn't a good deal. Number two, upfront fees. Just about any fee or charge will be collected at the closing table, with the possible exception of an appraisal fee. The lender will give the loan based on the appraised value of the property, and if the appraisal comes in low, you might decide to cancel the loan. The lender doesn't want to try to collect the fee after the fact, especially if you aren't getting a loan through them. But there is no such thing as insurance on a loan. Title insurance is a real thing, but that isn't insuring the loan. It's insuring the chain of title to the property in question. So like I said before, most fees are paid at closing when it's a sure thing that the loan is being funded. Be very wary about any fees the lender is requesting before you're sitting at the closing table. Number three, changing interest rates. Once your rate is locked in, it's locked in. It doesn't change unless there are some pretty outstanding circumstances. If your rate is changing, take a deeper look at the lender. Number four, extremely low rates. The least expensive way to fund a property is a traditional mortgage. Those rates hover around, at this point, 7%. A hard money lender isn't going to give you a loan for that. He doesn't make any money for that rate. He isn't going to loan for 2, 3, or even 8%. Hard money loans are usually around 12 to 15%, plus two or more points. Hard money costs a lot. It's meant to be a quick fix, not a long-term solution. Number five, extremely bad English or spelling. Another telltale sign that your lender isn't the real deal is if all communications come through email and they use atrocious spelling or have horrible English. I'm not talking about an occasional misspelled word that happens. I'm talking about sentences that don't really make any sense. Look out for emails that are really hard to read leaving you trying to decipher what you're there talking about. <laughs> if someone legitimately has money to lend you, they'll also have a legitimate grasp on the English language. Number six, generic email account. A professional lender will usually have a web presence, which includes email addresses affiliated with the website. This isn't always the case, so think of this one as more of a pink flag. But if your lender is using an email like, I give loans at hotmail.com, you should tread very lightly. It should be more like bsmith at legitimateloancompany.com. Number seven, red flag, Google doesn't know them. Google knows everyone and everything. They're always watching. If you do a search on Google, <laughs> and you should research them on Google, and Google comes back with nothing, run away fast quickly, swiftly, maybe. Here's number eight. They mention Western Union. All right, so Western Union is a great way to wire money. Don't get me wrong. They're a recognized company, but a legitimate lender doesn't use them. If your lender says anything about Western Union, run. Don't walk in the opposite direction. This isn't a red flag. It's a purple flag with flashing lights and sirens. wee wee get the idea. <laughs> That's pretty good. Finding the actual deal. All right, so once you think you have found a deal worth pursuing, your red flagometer 
should be tuned to high alert. A great deal will pass all the tests, so you should be looking for ways to make the deal fail, not ways to overlook problems. Number nine of our 11 today, seller won't, can't let you inside. Hmm. Just like the rental scams on Craigslist, where someone will list a home they don't own as a property for rent, but can't let you inside for any number of reasons, this scam also rears its ugly head in purchases, especially when the deal is too good to be true. There are exceptions to this red flag when a landlord has renters that he doesn't really want to inconvenience with multiple showings. He or she may wish to hold off showing the inside until they have the property under contract. If this is the case, make the contract contingent upon seeing the condition of the interior, or write a letter of intent with a price range rather than a firm price. Again, contingent upon seeing the inside. But if the seller can't let you view the property at all and gives vague or ridiculous reasons for this, yeah, good chance that they don't own the property or have the right to sell it. Number 10. The numbers are amazing. Finding a good deal is difficult, and finding a great deal is even harder. When a seemingly amazing deal pops into view, you should immediately be on high alert. While it is possible that you will find a smoking deal from someone who just wants to be rid of it, it isn't probable. George C. Parker sold the Brooklyn Bridge multiple times to unsuspecting immigrants who literally just got off the boat at Ellis Island. <laughs> he would bribe the men working on the boats to direct people to him who seemed to have a lot of money with them. Parker would sell it for just about any amount, from $75 to $5,000, whatever they had on them. How did he persuade them to give him giant wads of cash? He portrayed himself as an exhausted bridge owner who just wanted out of it and convinced them they could earn millions by erecting a toll booth on the bridge. In fact, only when police arrived to dismantle the toll booths did the owners learn they had been scammed. Yikes. If your seller claims to be an exhausted owner who just wants out of it at a price that seems unreal... It probably is. Proceed with caution. And here are four ways to avoid being scammed. All right, so what can you do to avoid being scammed? Two words, due diligence. The first stop for any too-good-to-be-true deal should be the Public Records Department of the county in which the property is located. The first stop for any too-good-to-be-true lender is Google. Number one. Don't feel pressured. Any legitimate deal needs time to be vetted, inspected, and researched. If someone wants an answer right then and there, just say no. You are presumably giving them thousands of dollars for the ownership of a property or receiving thousands of dollars to purchase a property. They can give you a little time to do your research. Pressure to commit plus pressure for money up front should be glaring red flags. It's far better to miss out on a deal than to lose money because you felt pressured to get in too fast. Number two, reasonable deposits. Earnest money is a real thing and is typically 1% of the purchase price of the property. Earnest money should be held by someone other than the seller, either a title company or at the very least, a real estate agent. Make sure you get a receipt for any money given. Your canceled check is not enough of a receipt. Number three, do your own research. 
Sellers will give you information about the property according to their records. That's great, but make sure you do your own research too. Some items are easy to verify, like property taxes and any HOA dues, but other items may not be so easy to confirm, like utility bills, actual tenant rent, or the current state of the home. Ask for copies of bills and get tenant estoppel statements that give true rent amounts signed by the tenants themselves. Get your own home inspection, rather than relying on the report from a pre-inspected home. And number four, vet lenders. Legitimate hard money lenders will have an online presence. They will have a website that gives information about their company, multiple ways to contact them, and information about their process. It should be a professionally designed site, too. If it seems less than professional, it probably is. Private lenders are people you know or acquaintances of people you know. Private lenders don't go advertising for borrowers. Protect yourself. Finding a good deal can take a long time, and it's natural to be excited when you think you've found something before anyone else has. Finding someone to fund your deal when you've heard no multiple times can be exciting too. (laughs) Make sure to cover your financial interests. It's far better to have lost a deal than to have lost all your money. There you have it. Another episode of Bigger Pockets Daily in the books. Interested in taking your learning to the next level? Register for a free webinar. They're live, they're free, and we do them every week. Sign up at biggerpockets.com slash webinar. And I'll see you back here tomorrow.